Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Oh, thank Insert you. applause track. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, if we could have a laugh track, why not That's an right. applause another track? Another 10 bucks, Jer. Another 10 bucks. They do that now when they do yeah. the baseball games yeah, or the football games. Yeah. They put in the crowd noise, which is really, well, apparently the players mm-hmm. hear the noise too. It's in the stadium. It's not just over the oh, air. I thought it was just no, over they the pump air. it in the. No, so that's what's really silly. The players is looking at an empty stadium and they're here all this cut out. I bet it helps a little bit to make it really just weird. not so deftly quiet in there, you know. That, yeah. 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 It doesn't sound like practice. But it does affect the play of some of these athletes when you talk to them because part of what gets their energy going, and that's true of all entertainers. You you guys yeah. know that when you yeah. perform, when you sing, if there's if there's a live crowd out there, that oh, gets yeah. your juices going. Yeah. If if the crowd isn't cheering you on in a key moment in a ball game, it's you know there is no such thing anymore as home field advantage because there are no yeah, people. That's very there. true. Yeah. All right. In a minute, in a minute, we're going to yeah. get the juices flowing because Jerry will give one of his thoughts of uh, for the week. We've really enjoyed those. Uh, Man, does that get juice going? Yeah, and and we're going to hear a song uh, from Casey Campbell. He'll be telling us. Uh, Megan will be talking to him a little bit later, and he'll tell us what he's going to do. We want to. Speaking of Megan, Megan Hills is uh, with us uh, back uh, after Maria Corelli uh, because of job obligations had to step aside. So we brought Megan back, and we're very happy about that. She's agreed to do that, yep. and Megan and Frank her fiance and he's a great friend of ours as well are getting married in what? fact on the podcast yeah. play what whoa on Saturday. what this yes, coming yeah <laughs> yeah oh gosh the the male the male must be Hey, Mick, did we get a... Uh... <laughs> uh, actually, uh, we're doing a Zoom wedding. So uh, yeah, his family... Zoom. It's, oh, yeah, so it's a COVID... Yeah. In Jersey. A COVID-controlled uh, wedding. Very different. It's yeah. a sign of the times, folks. Wow. So, anyway, yeah. congratulations yeah. to Megan and Frank. We're very... But- yeah, yeah congratulations. Pumped. So yeah, yeah, you should be. And by the way, this this podcast will air actually after they've been married. So we'll we'll see. Oh, if, yeah, we'll see if they're still standing <laughs> by then. <laughs> Let's check it. Yeah, we may have to cut this. <laughs> yeah, right. Edit. Have to cut <laughs> and speaking, if things don't if things don't work out, call my show. <laughs> oh, there you go. I promise, Chair. Uh, <laughs> And speaking of uh, blissful couples, my wife, uh, Bonnie, and I had been married for, I don't know, 20, uh, 20 22 years, something like that. What, it's time. not 22 years. It's what are you talking about? It's about 22 years. You were married even before I was. No, you were married in the 60s. Shut Remember, up. Lincoln, Lincoln had just been shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reconstruction was ramping up. Yeah. How funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bonnie and I, uh, she came home yeah. from a, 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 a COVID-approved uh, gathering of some women friend of hers, friends of hers, 
and they sat around a pool, you know, and they, they're having a conversation. And the one woman, an old friend of ours, says, My daughter and her husband and their three children, and the, the daughter and the husband found a renter, a six month contract to rent their home furnished. And they then <coughs> rented an RV and they pulled their kids out of school and they're going to homeschool the kids from the RV and they're going to travel America visiting national oh. parks. And so she told, she That's said so that cool. at dinner. And I, I said, what the hell are we doing? Why are we <laughs> sitting in a home again, because of COVID we're restricted. We're doing a lot of stuff, a lot of outdoor stuff. All, all you know, we deem as very safe. What the hell are we doing? Just sitting around. Why don't we, because we can work the podcast easily to do this. Why don't we hit the road and hit some national parks? Because we too love national parks and we've, I'm sure have a list and I've been blessed to get up to Alaska and we'll bunch up there. And that's, those are the last ones, anybody who's trying to hit every national park. Those are the hardest ones. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so about a week ago, we got in our car and, you know, threw some gear into the car and went to Shenandoah National Park and we camped for a week. We tent camp. And before you laugh, we and, and she this was her idea. And she has tent camp, not backpack. She doesn't like to do that. She has tent camp uh, with me many times in our over our marriage from the first, second year we were married until last week. And we've done it a lot of times in between and we love it. And so we did that and camped for a week in Shenandoah National Park at a campfire every night. I did, frankly, all the cooking, which is sort of a whiplash thing. And we had a blast. And we're now creating a list of other parks to go to. We haven't been to Utah much and you know, there's arches and Canyon lands and magnificent national parks in Utah. And so we're going to do more of nice. this. And I say this to say, Jerry, how about you and Mickey? Because I know you love the camp, car camp. You do a lot of camping. You oh, I love to camp. <laughs> we were just talking about that off air. Camping is great. Oh, just yeah. off air, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry yeah. in the woods. His campfire building <laughs> skills are amazing. Oh. Uh, yeah. We are. Um, <laughs> Well, we are. We are touring um, from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. Uh, every Ritz Carlton hotel. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to camp in the parking lot. Yeah. You're camping. And see, seeing all the sites. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. Oh no! Oh no! 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 We get a suite. There's no parking lot. Yeah. This is uh, an indoor tour of America <laughs> through the eyes, <laughs> through the eyes of the Ritz. Through the and, eyes of the Ritz. <laughs> Yeah, and all the five service the eyes great. Of the you, That's a great. You should write a coffee. Yeah. And you laugh. Yeah, well, you laugh even if you can't go to their room service, honestly. And the chocolates on the pillows. Uh huh. Oh, at night. Yeah. What if, now, well, Jerry, it, you it, could rough it maybe if you did like a Hilton tour. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. It, Excuse me? <laughs> Super 8 motel tour of the United States of Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, well, they've, they've uh, left the lights on. Uh, <laughs> they turn them hey, off. Gene, right I quick. do have a question. No, but Gene, oh, that's yeah. a, You just yeah, mentioned ahead. that Bonnie likes to tent camp with you. What's the difference? What do you, what's, what's your differentiation yes. of tent camping and like backpack camping? You're talking about like setting up a campsite and then hiking around stuff? Well, like, what? Uh, Backpacking, which I did, I don't know, a month or two ago with a couple buddies of mine, we went down into the Chattanooga area 
Uh, and that's where you leave your car. You got all your mm-hmm. stuff, food and everything, and you go out for a week and live out on the trail. It has far less, in, in her mind, amenities. Mm-hmm. I love it. My friends who do this love it. Car camping. So you, you like car camping and uh, tent camping? Have, are like you're, those are synonymous. That's what you're talking about. Synonymous. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the car was, you know, 10 feet uh, gotcha. away. And the food, the because it's bear country, so the food goes back into the car at night. And the, it's just, uh, and in National Park, uh, you know, uh, beautiful, but yet rustic, probably built back in the 30s, uh, bathrooms in the middle of the campsite. So those creature comforts. And national parks, I mean, probably all of our listeners have been to one, if not many, national parks. They are amazing because they have everything you need. They're kept impeccably clean. And they were usually built many years ago so that the stuff is beautiful. And by the way, just a quick hit on Shenandoah National Park, where we had never been. President Hoover and his wife had their version of a Camp David at the Shenandoah National Park and some cabins were built and they spent their time when they were away from the White House there. There is also a actually three CCC camps, uh, Citizen Conservation Corps back in the uh, period of the Depression. The New Deal. The New Deal that came right after Hoover left. And they built magnificent walls on trails and actually built some of the trails. So Shenandoah is great, big waterfalls and beautiful wooded heights. I'm embarrassing myself, but that's that's Western Virginia, it is. isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's yeah. a 75 mile strip of land on the Appalachian uh, spine. Yeah. And the Appalachian Trail, which we hiked on in that yeah. park, uh, parallels yeah. the uh, Skyview Drive which uh, runs north-south. So it's a 75-mile yeah. strip north-south through Virginia. And Beautiful. it's wonderful. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jerry, wanted to ask you something. Uh, I have had uh, some ideas to try, because I'm one of your biggest supporters, probably second after Mickey, of appreciating your career, admiring it, and encouraging it my own way on off on the sidelines. And I have had some admittedly stupid ideas to try to get your head put on Mount Rushmore and it failed. And I had a website and had a yard <laughs> sign thing and it was stupid. I now know it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Springer's head is not <laughs> going on Mount Rushmore. But then, well, you, you laugh about that, but Donald Trump, <laughs> old Donald Trump was asking how to get his yeah. face on there. Maybe did you start that too, Jerry? Yeah. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was trying to get it on. My, the problem with me was they didn't have enough concrete for my nose. Yes. But um, but um, boom. There's where we need a laugh track. Hey. But then I got this idea uh, of uh, knighthood. You, you're a, uh, you were born in England. I assume you have double citizenship. By the way, do you have citizenship in England or not? Have you done? Uh, no, uh, I think when I, when I, I was five, when I, you know, my parents brought me over yeah. and I became an American citizen under my parents after they were here for five years. And then when I got to be 18, I got to choose ah, uh, interesting. for myself. And I chose American, and the next day we went into Vietnam. Uh, yeah. Good um, yeah. yeah, but no. Yeah, thanks, uh, Chair. So no, I don't have dual citizenship. However, 
I, I do qualify for being elected to the British Parliament. Really? Which also means if you're on Parliament, then, on Parliament, then you can become the Prime Minister because the majority party in Parliament chooses its own leader, and that's the Prime Minister. Wow. So... Huh. So I am announcing today. <laughs> need to make that happen. <laughs> oh my so I, so oh, I had this, uh, had this idea. And yeah, what's your right? What's your right? <laughs> well, energy? the idea was to have you to be uh, knighted by the Queen as uh, Sir Jerry, along with who? Uh, uh, one of the Beatles. Uh, yeah, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is, uh, was, in, and so was I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. We got, yeah. Yeah. Got our nerds, but, Casey. Oh. But, Bono? Bono. But then I got another idea. I think that's a damn good idea. And compliments to Gene Galvin, the executive producer, <laughs> for coming up with that idea of knighthood. I think that's a good one. That's a keeper. Yeah. Insert a pause. I can yeah. top myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, the closest I got to it is when I was talking to the queen and she apparently thought this was a, an absurd idea, and she said, good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Where is this Don't laugh? encourage Where is this laugh button? <laughs> <laughs> you think this is easy, trying to just grab what has been said at the moment and try to <laughs> Now, Gene, Gene, I love you to death, and I've listened to your ideas for how many years? But Frank, yeah. Frank K finally brought up a, a point. You have the most Barney Rubble ideas I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. Fred. Hey, Chair. Hey, Chair. What about this, Chair? What about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never ending. Yeah. So what's what's what's, the, what's, what's this the better idea? <laughs> yeah. The ultimate idea, and this is no yeah. joke. This one will work. Is. <laughs> I, there's talk of stacking the Democrats, if they win the House, they win the Senate, they win the presidency, of stacking the Supreme oh, Court, putting like four oh. more judges on, going to 13, yeah. and therefore yeah. taking control of the Supreme Court. I yeah. think, and I am starting a process to have Jerry Springer, Judge Jerry, become a member of the Supreme Court, because you can be, you are a judge, you yeah. do adjudicate cases, you yeah. have a track record. You're, I know you're not a federal judge of the, you know, your district is probably the district of dumb shits or something. It's not the same of being like, you know. <laughs> How exactly do you spell that? <laughs> it's German. So, but I'm, I'm writing this down. But I'm putting this forward. I'm going to start with David Pepper, a good friend of ours who is the chairman of yes. the Democratic Party. Uh, yes. And I think that we could get Judge Jerry Springer, at least on the short on the, list. Uh, uh, the short list of an expanded court. Of an expanded court. That's what I I'm think if the court is expanded to a million court members, <laughs> I could make that short list. Uh, or 300. No, okay, I couldn't. <laughs> no, no, nope. I'd have to work that out with my taping schedule. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> yeah. That's good. So on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you're taping <laughs> Judge Jerry. But on I mean, Mondays and Fridays, you sit on the Supreme Court. I could hear cases. Hear I cases. could hear cases on Mondays and Fridays. Okay, there's the, there's the model. That's what we're going with. Well, 
what I really appreciate about your ideas, Gene, uh -huh. is uh, what's that? No, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> Just so stupid. That is stupid. <laughs> Just so stupid. Well, but uh, but you're always thinking of me, oh, and I appreciate yes, that, I Gene. Well, and always looking for the angle for myself, by the way, because <laughs> there's no, <laughs> this has no angle. There is no angle. Yeah, you keep saying to me, Gene, oh. stop. There is no angle. No. Angle. No, no more angles. Yeah, because the gravy train is never going to be so long that there's a seat on it. For <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Insert laughter. <laughs> we don't have enough. Insert. Yeah, we don't. We don't have enough track. <laughs> In, insert the city That's of right. New Orleans. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Jerry, Jerry. Every every yes. week, and they've been, and I actually I'm not blowing smoke here. Every week they get better. Your your thoughts uh, from home, your thought of the week, uh, what? And there's so much always going on. What struck you this past week that you wanted to comment on? Well, uh, thanks, Gene. Um, well, Trump nominates Amy Coney Barrett to fill the seat on the Supreme Court, left vacant, of course, by the passing of the truly iconic Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And the only possible thing that these two women have in common, Amy Coney Barrett and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, is that they're both women. I mean, this last minute rush to sneak a right winger onto the court before the American people have a chance to vote a move that will change the complexion of the court for perhaps two generations is particularly indecent for the hypocrisy of Mitch McConnell having refused for a year to hold hearings on President Obama's replacement, stating that a Supreme Court vacancy shouldn't be filled in the year of a presidential election. Let the voters decide. And yet now, when there's a Republican in office, even if it's just a few weeks before the election, too bad, we're gonna ram our nominee through. It's perhaps understandably indecent because we have an indecent president and it's particularly grating that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a woman who dedicated her entire life to opening the door of our constitutional protections to women and minorities and is now to be replaced by a woman who is dedicated to denying women even the basic right to control their own bodies, denying minorities and those in need of basic health care and their basic right to ex express their vote. Simply put, on every scale of simple justice, what Trump, McConnell, Lindsey Graham, their Republican cult, and now their nominee, Amy Barrett, what they are all seeking to do is at best shameful and certainly dangerous to our democracy. It's dangerous to our democracy because this may be the last scorched earth effort of a dying political party to corrupt the last institution left to possibly save our democracy. Is what I said just a little bit extreme? Well, I think not. Look, Virtually everyone agrees that our nation is in mortal danger. The widespread distrust of our government, of virtually all our institutions, the government, the media, the justice system, law enforcement, organized religion, you name it. 
the people who are running our society seem grossly out of touch with the people who make up our society. Think about it. Why is our government so out of touch with our people? Well, here's my thought. In six of our last seven presidential elections and seven of our last eight, if you count the one coming up in November, the Democratic candidate for president received more votes from the American people than the Republican candidate. In 2018, the Democratic candidates for the U.S. Senate received 15 million more votes than the Republicans. And it's the same story, although larger, with congressional candidates nationwide. Also, on every major issue, healthcare, abortion, voting rights, gun control, the environment, tax breaks for the rich, corporate welfare, campaign finance, every single major issue, poll after poll for years now, show Americans by significant majorities support the progressive position. That is to say, the democratic point of view. And yet, because of the structural setup of the Electoral College and the Senate, a Republican conservative minority holds on to power and rams through policies and laws that keep it in power. No wonder there's anger, chaos, and distrust throughout America. We don't have a government that represents us. So what do we do? Well, I know what the Republicans want to do, but they better be careful for what they wish. Trump wants to push the nomination through before the election, and so do the Republican senators, to satisfy their base, because they believe that if their base softens, they have no chance of winning. But I think they may pay a price for this thinking. You see, there's a part of his base, particularly the Christian right, that can't stomach the moral character of Trump. But since abortion is their number one issue, they decide to hold their nose and vote for him anyway, so they'll get the Supreme Court they want. But think about it. If Trump and the Republicans have already confirmed Amy Coney Barrett, then there is no reason anymore for the Christian right to have to vote for him. And that loss of support may be enough to guarantee his loss at the polls. Remember, if Trump loses and the national reaction to what the Republicans just did in ramming her through is outrage, then the Dems will have gained control of not just the White House, but also the Senate. They already have control of the Congress, and they'll get control, of course, of the Justice Department. With that power, they'll be able to right a lot of the wrongs, including increasing the size of the Supreme Court, restoring health care, minority rights, women's rights, and justice in general. When we say democracy is on the ballot this November, American values are on the ballot, justice is on the ballot, that's not hyperbole. That's God's truth. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good, Jerry. All right. Go ahead, hey, Jerry. Jerry. Let me... Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. Megan, before we talk to Casey, and he's going to do a tune here for us, uh, you can add potentially one other thing. If Dems caused by whatever win the presidency, the Senate, and hold the House, there are two places that want to become states, yep. Puerto Rico right. and the District exactly. of Columbia. Right. 
And that is a legislative decision. If Democrats allow those two entities to come in as the 51st and 52nd state, that's four senators. And it is very likely that both senators would be Democrats from Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. And that means that Democrats, without much heavy lifting, would hold the Senate off into the future. That's a great point. So there are some really big things that could happen depending on how this election goes. Stacking the Supreme Court, expanding statehood to District of Columbia and Puerto Rico are may, may or may not be things that help Democrats win this time. I'm not saying that they should become campaign issues, but they are political realities, are they? They are. They are. And that's a, potential. Yeah, potential. And that's a great point. And the overall port, a point which you're uh, uh, talking about is that we, with this election, we really have the possibility of correcting, not all, but an awful lot of the damage Trump has done. It's not hopeless. If we win these institutions, we can fix it. Now, if we don't, I don't think our country and our democracy can stand four more years. I think we saw in the debate Uh, their first presidential debate, I think we saw how crazy this guy can get and how he's ready to be a dictator. I mean, he flat out said, you know, I don't know that I'm going to leave after the election. Mm -hmm. And let's get the guys, let's get the white supremacists to guard the voting booths, to intimidate voters. Uh, And you know which voters he's talking about. So this guy, if he's given another four years, why would you believe he wouldn't become a dictator? And so the, the scary news is that if he wins, we are in deep, deep, deep trouble. But the good news is if he doesn't win, we have an opportunity to really fix things yeah. for a long time. Yep. Here's to hope and Jer. All right, Megan. <laughs> Right. All right. It is with great pleasure that I bring on our musical guest and good friend Casey Campbell. How you doing, Casey? Insert applause. All right. Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, tell me, uh, what's been going on? You making new music? How's uh, how's everything been going with you? And what are you going to play for us tonight? Uh, yeah, things have been going pretty good. Um, I've been working as well. Uh, started working with a buddy of mine doing hardwood floors. So I'm nice. back to the back to the day of the grind and um but i've uh, been writing some and uh looking to start uh doing some recording some home recording actually hopefully starting this weekend so uh here by the time this comes out hopefully i'm, I'm already sort of in the throes of that i've kind of been frankly i've been a little lagging on some of the music uh lately it's just you know life's been heavy i mean yeah, as we've yes. all felt it yeah. and uh i've enjoyed having music in my life, but it's been more as a spectator and not so much as a participant. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm starting to get the itch for sure. And so I'm starting to talk uh, to the band again, to the, to the price of hustle and, uh, looking at getting some shows going, uh, maybe a couple before the end of the year, do some outdoor stuff as the weather still holds up here, but we'll see. So, um, yeah, music wise, you know, kind of been going along, but I've got some new stuff coming down the pike for sure. So, but for tonight, I figured, um, I want to do a song off of my, uh, first album a few years ago now. It's called Ode to a Friend and we've played it before, I know, but, um, 
I was just especially thinking about uh, through throughout our conversations and stuff about uh, you know musicians and and artists kind of falling short of their dream and performers of all sorts. I've got I've got friends in New York that have worked in various off Broadway and Broadway stuff and people that tour the country and people that have done cruise ships and you know Disney just laid off thirty thousand people and all of these people are just really struggling right now, um, entertainment wise and so. I uh, just I thought specifically about this song "Ode to a Friend," which is uh, writ- was written by a good friend of mine, um, and it just is sort of an, an homage to always having someone kind of close to your heart, you know. And and through these times, and through the through the coming, frankly, probably several months, maybe even a year worth of rebuilding the professional entertainment industry, uh, you know, I've, I'm just kind of sending one out to all of my folks that I've been thinking about and all my fellow performers out there and, and everybody that's been struggling with this and, you know, somebody, somebody's thinking of you. And so that, that's sort of the message of this song for tonight. So we're going to play Ode to a Friend, I think. Yes. It's Casey Campbell. Tom Dooley at that bar down that street from where I used to live. He blew that harp, man. He sounded just like a freight train, a boxcar sold from old folk rope. You picked what you believed. As the weeks went by, showed me your old songs about ambition and your mother's wishing and the road your feet were bound your lantern lullaby makes the bones in my cheek quiver but it's your unpainted picture it's my Virginia, I was down Route 50, I was feeling filthy cause I hadn't showered for days, but I hummed your songs while the country slept beneath me and I held my knife, I prayed to God that I'd see you once again. To Chicago skies for a paycheck to cash. But I have not forgot about our old friend Woody or Arlo or Bobby Pete Seeger or Doc and the train they rode in on. 
street from where I used to live. You can find that all wherever you get your music. So that's on Apple and Spotify and all the usual. So it's not on his tape player, Casey. So that, he's not going to be able to find it. <laughs> you know, Jer- no. Jerry, I almost picked up an eight track player. And oddly enough, for some reason, you popped into my mind, but I almost picked up one like four days ago. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I used to stop at the truck stop on, I think it's a 65 on I 71. Uh, where they had that great trucks trucks up between Cincinnati oh, and Washington Columbus. Washington Courthouse. Yep. Wash, yes. Oh, that is. And, that truck stop, <laughs> and you go in there and, you know, I'd have the cheeseburgers, fries, and a Coke. But uh, I'd first go into the other part and get the A-tracks of all these great, of Kitty Wells and. Yeah. Oh, I still got, oh, it's wonderful. Oh well, I should have picked that up then. I'm going to, maybe, maybe it's still available. I'll get you an A-track player. I'll send it down to Florida. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh dear lord as soon as i can get my gramophone going that'll be great. life will be good again <laughs> i've got some white cylinders down in the basement we can listen to oh, so. no kidding oh that is great yeah oh man so. all right all right all right ladies and gentlemen here's casey campbell taking us out on down by the riverside with jerry springer well, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Way down, down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my heavy load, y'all Down by the riverside Sit down by the riverside I ain't gonna study anymore no more I ain't gonna You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside.